King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You always think the league cars Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am, of course, your host, Chris McPherson, and we are back for another dose of local rugby league action. Uh, Today, we're going to be fairly heavily focused on the Denton Engineering Cup and the Newcastle Rugby League as we have the bye weekend in the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League competitions. Also have a chat to our resident stats man, Josh Spiegelman, in regards to some of the stats that he provides and produces for a number of the Newcastle Rugby League clubs, as well as diving into his other passion, which is none other than our hometown NRL team, the Newcastle Knights. So with no further ado, let's get into it, and we'll be joined by Tim Christie from the Central Newcastle Butcher Boys ahead of this weekend's big clash against the Western Suburbs Rosellas. It's that time of the show that we are covering off on the Denton's Engineering Cup as well as the Newcastle Rugby League lower grades. And again, as always, a special guest, a, a many-time uh, star on our show. Star might be a loose term, but uh, I'm sure he'll use it. He's uh, become more athletic this year and pushed himself out to the wing, whether by choice or by decision of the coach. But uh, he's over at Central Newcastle now after a premiership uh, with his Junior club, the Waratah Cheetahs in B grade last year. None other than uh, the people's champion, Timmy Christie, the man who punches well above his weight. How are you? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, mate, I'm good. Um, we can't let it go without notice that, you know, like your uh, mate over at South there, Mr. Affleck, you're both uh, two of the uh, biggest Bradmans in the competition at the moment. Is that right? Both punching above our weight. Yeah, mate, make the most of it, right? Isn't that that's what I say? So, that's, mate, that's mate, um, it's been a funny time for you. You signed with Central to play there in 2020. Obviously, COVID and everything that happened, you went back and won a premiership at Waratah, which would have been great. And now you're back at Central. How's the last sort of you know 12 to 14 months been for you in footballing terms to end up where, you, where you'd aimed to be 12 months ago? Mate, it was good. I mean, starting with last year was to start off with very challenging. In, challenging, sorry. We had um, you know eight blokes, 10 blokes turning up for training in the first few weeks. But a um, bit of an SOS call went out once. You know, a few of us had signed back at Waratah after after leaving our clubs, and yeah, ended up getting some good cattle and taking it out. In the end, was was good fun. The um, boys at Waratah know how to party, and then you took a few blokes like the Athletic Boys, um, Jam Haynes in the mix. That um, yeah, it makes for a good team on the field and a good uh, good team off the field too, to be honest. And the and the try scoring machine, uh, Mister Saban as well, mate. Uh, first first <laughs> half hat trick, one of those games I was out there for. Uh, not bad for a front row when you're coming off the bench. That's the famous Goosey at uh, Harker Oval, still living up to his to his name. Yeah, mate, you've only got to do it once as a front row. You, mate, you, you blokes out on the wing are expected to do that at least once or twice a year, get a hat trick. <laughs> That's it. But, um, but yeah, been, uh, coming into centre this year, it's been really good. I mean, as you said, I've been pushed to the wing this year due to lack of um, numbers. It was definitely not by my choice, but um, seemed to be going all right there on the weekend. And, and Phil knows what he's talking about, so I just take it as it comes, mate. And if I get any chance in the centres this year, I'll, I'll grab it. But been good fun so far this year. We've um, you know, having a few wins makes it a bit easier. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for news out of the camp that you know Dom Nerf, Murphy's been mysteriously kneecapped in the car park or something, uh, so, and all of a sudden you, you move into the centres. But mate, while you're winning, you probably shouldn't disrupt the uh, 
the uh, apple cart too much. No, nah, that's right, mate. Me just eating the humble pie and scoring tries on the weekend on the wing. <laughs> Mr. Modesty himself, mate. Uh, you've, obviously, <laughs> you've obviously been learning from your reserve grade captain, which we'll get onto in a minute. Uh, mate, let, let's have let's have a bit of a look at uh, the season thus far for Central, mate. Um, and as you said, it's been uh, a pretty solid start to the year. Uh, I uh, I refereed you guys in round one down there at Wyong. It was a it was a weird game in terms of the way the scoring patterns worked, but you were pipped eighteen sixteen. You then headed up and turned that result around, exactly the same scoreline, but on the road to Curry. Uh, followed that up with a comfortable win over at Townsend against Souths and uh, then, again, a narrow margin against the entrance in your first game at home, mate. So outside of that South game, you've been in plenty of arm wrestles, which I think might serve you well later in the season. Yeah, mate. Well, I think that first game, you know, you could tell Wong have played a lot more football than us together. You know, we've, a lot of the boys had signed last year but didn't get much footy together. So, And then with only one trial against um, the King Cumber Colts from the Central Coast Comp, you know, we didn't get much time together and, you, and that's shown in the first game. I think going up to Curry, um, it was said after the game, not many plus teams will go to Curry and win this year. And we, you know, we got the bickies there, so that was good. And then, yeah, rolling into the South game was good to get to get a win against them. And um, and I think on the weekend, I mean, obviously losing Luke Walsh in the South game was big, but Pitt and um and the Messiah Brad Murray coming back in the side on the weekend made a difference. And I think we're yeah we're rolling on pretty well. And um, we go into Burton West this week, and you know nothing changes there. I don't think. Uh, it's one of those competitions and it's one of the things that certainly a lot of the coaches and Phil, when we caught up with him in the preseason, really talked about was the fact that, you know, you've got to really turn up every week. You can't take anyone lightly. Like we've seen Lakes, you know, probably struggle in a couple of games in terms of scoreboard and they've bolstered their squad, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But it's, if you turn up and take Lakes lightly, we, we already know when you guys play them, they'll step up as well. But you can't take anyone lightly in this competition. It doesn't matter whether it's Lakes, Maitland, Cessnock, the entrance, whoever it is, or yourselves. If you don't turn up at 100%, you're going to find yourself very quickly behind the eight ball. Yeah, that's right, man. And I mean, as I said, coming into West this week, West are known for, for doing, um, you know, being a hard team. And even though they haven't won a game this year, I can't, you know, win's coming and we've just got to make sure it's not against us this weekend. Yeah, that's certainly right. And I mean, you've, you've talked about West and we'll get to that in a minute, but they haven't been out of any of the games they've been in. And speaking of that, we might have a run through the results from last weekend, mate. And we'll start with that one. Curry, 14, came home late to defeat West, 10, in a grind in some wet conditions uh, in the other ones on Saturday. Lakes, and, you know, I understand from talking to people at this one that the score wasn't really reflective of the, their uh, effort or the performance. Lakes got uh, got done 30 to nil at Carl Oval, so they'll be looking to uh, turn that around next time they're at home. Macquarie, they've really uh, put themselves up amongst the, uh, the those with a target on their back. 36 to 12, a, a solid win over the Wyongroos. Maitland continued their good form and added a bit more pressure to South, who just haven't quite found their groove yet with Ryan Granville out. It's been a really tough start of the season. 28-12, they went down. And as we touched on, mate, the uh, mighty central Newcastle Butcher Boys at home for the first time this year at uh, St. John's Oval. 20-18, to 18, they uh, you guys got up there, mate. Uh, a double for T. Christie, I'm told. So, mate, there's a, it's a who's who of try scorers in that game. Tim Christie, Brad Murray, Ethan Cook and Tim Christie. There's a good night out in itself. <laughs> yeah, mate. It wasn't me. It was all uh, it was all young Kurt Donahue's work. I think on the weekend, he, uh, you know, he got he got the um he got the highlight package on Bath TV last week with his fancy feet, and um he's been playing really well. And it's good good being outside. Isn't he gives me some early balls. So. Yeah, well, lucky you're not playing outside his brother who's down at window because you probably wouldn't see any footy. It'd be crash balls all day from Heathy, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but mate, uh, something that something that might be working on is uh, 
old Pith, Pith off the tee hasn't been having, uh, didn't have the best best hit out. Uh, I think Jack Kelly's been kicking for you for most of the season. So, uh, mate, a bit of practice for Dill there, or are you putting your hand up for that one? Maybe Junior, some one of the other big boys. They they don't mind having a kick at training normally. Nah, nah, but Pith's been told he's not allowed to leave the ground. I've Tuesday night until he gets eight in a row from the sideline from now on. So, yeah, um, I think he's still there to be honest. From I was going to say, Phil's going to be really surprised when he gets to training at 5 o'clock on Thursday and Dill's already there. He's like, you're early, Dill. No, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Missed a day of work today and he, um, yeah, he missed a day of work tomorrow just slotting them from the sideline. All right, solid practice. We've seen with the Sharks, for example, that it's uh, it can be pretty crucial in games. So hopefully yeah. uh, that's, uh, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't the case that it cost you on the weekend, but hopefully uh, Dill's back in fine form. We have seen him. He, when, he's, when he's on with the goal kicking, um, he's pretty handy though, so... Um, nah, and he's, he's that public player, mate. He's that rat's ass about things that he like. It doesn't phase him. He can troll a bloody intercept and do the same play the next one and hit the bike on the chest. So he's that, he's that public player. And, yeah, he'll come out next week and probably slot him more. So. Yeah, no, exactly right, mate. I'm sure he'll be bouncing back. And mate, while we're talking about your lower grades as well, uh, your reserve grade led by the illustrious Jay Nielsen are uh, sitting second on the ladder at the moment and your 19s mid-table in fifth. So both in okay positions so far at this season. Yeah, well, Blue's been leading them well. I've, every time, um, they, I think they went up versus the Hawks up there one day, and the, the word coming out of the can was Blue had a blinder. So um, that that bit of form, um, he needs to keep on bringing every week. I think in the hill, they'll be going really well. And um, as far as I know, the 19s are coming coming together well. They've got a few blokes back from um, some reps and stuff. Young Bo Dwyer, a young Cheetah, Cheetah Junior. He's been with Manly. He was back on the weekend and um, sorry, the weekend before, and you know. Once they get them all their players back, I think that will be going pretty handy as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? Uh, obviously, with with those Central Coast sides in, and depending on who you're coming up against at different points. So um, it looks like they've had those. Uh, they had a forfeit against Curry as well, which didn't help in round two. They had a close loss to the Hawks uh, at the start of the season as well. So and then they had the bye last yeah. week. So it hasn't been a huge amount of footy for them yet. But I'm sure they'll be relishing the chance to take on West, who are. You know, always there and thereabouts in under-19s and sit at the top of the table at the moment. So that'll be a big scalp if they could knock that one off this weekend. Yeah, that's right, Matt. And with um, with Farrah being the coach of reserve, I'm sure he wants to take um take West out as well on the weekend. Yeah, I, I certainly don't doubt that. I'm sure uh, Blue, Bluey's got a few mates over that side of the fence that will give him some special attention. I did note, though, in your, uh, your uh, reserve grade side that he seems to be about the same age as the rest of the team combined. Yeah, mate, he, um, he props the average up pretty well. But um, as I said, he's been getting a lot of uh, a lot of good chats and he's playing well. So if he can keep doing that, I guess the age doesn't matter, does it? Is, is that coming out on Blue News or, you know, like, is it a reliable <laughs> yeah, media yeah, it's all, source? It's all over Instagram saying how good Blue has been playing. Yeah, he lo- loves it. Loves it. The uh, We talked about it before. He was Brett Dallas once upon a time when he was a flying winger. He's looking a bit more like a Steve Southern or a Dan Toller <laughs> these days. So, yeah, uh, so- Dan Toll. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. He's uh, he, he won't he won't uh, deny that he's had uh, not the uh, not the best of pre seasons. I don't think pre seasons his uh, his uh, bread and butter anymore for Bluey. He's more focused on you know getting through a packet of Winnie Blues and um, and, a, and a few beers the night before to make sure he's ready ready to go. And uh, the voice has warmed up to sledge a few boys on the opposition side. Yeah, mate. And, and to be honest, he's playing with one ACL at the moment, so he's doing a hell of a number. I know all about it. And he's um, um I admire him. Yeah, that's all right. He, he, ne- he never had much sideways movement anyway, so he's all good. <laughs> but mate, um, so obviously, as we said, big rivalry this week. It's you know it used to be you know that Central were West whipping boys going back you know a decade or more. But you guys have really sort of started to turn that round in recent years and started to get some wins on the board over there at Harker at different points as well. 
but it's going to be a big game this weekend, uh, Saturday, the day before Anzac Day, so everyone's got a, uh, a good day to recover in and a night to celebrate if you can uh, pick up three wins, mate, so certainly be uh, charging up for three grades and hopefully three wins against West at home this weekend. Yeah, mate, hopefully, and then um, yeah, hopefully get a bit of a celebration afterwards. We're going to make 30th that night. Oh, happy birthday to Luke Hoppy, by the way. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you can get the win and then go out and celebrate that afterwards. Yeah, one, one of the uh, one of the uh, all-time greats, Hoppy, that's been around the traps. I think he was at, he was with one of the ones at Waratah with you last year as well. So happy birthday, Hoppy. Yeah, I think it's his 56th birthday today. So. He, he, look, he, look, he, look, he looks about that old too, the way he gets about sometimes. And I'll tell you what, he seems like an angry old man when he's giving me feedback when I'm refereeing him. He's up there with Reese Hayne oh, for that. Not, you're not wrong. Uh, but, mate, so obviously, um, as I said, yeah, the reserve grade and 19s, they're, they're doing quite well. The first grade, as we said, sitting right up amongst the um, the challenging pack there. And do you feel now with, you know, where you're sitting and only that one loss at the moment that uh, there's a bit more expectation on the side? I think there was probably a few people that might have questioned early on. Obviously, there was some depth in the forwards and the halves we've talked about with, you know, Walsh, Kelly, Murray, Pythian all, all running there. You've got Cam Anderson at the back. But there might have been some question about some of you guys that might have pushed into unfamiliar positions. We talked about Don Murphy before and yourself, obviously, both pushing out a slot. Do you think there's a bit more expectation now that you've started to get those wins on the board? Mate, I think there is, yeah. I mean, that comes with every team. Um, you know, we, we even at trainer, we know we've still got a lot more to, to give on the field where you know, our completion rate isn't great and our discipline is, was horrible on the weekend. I think if we can rein that in, We'll, um, we, we can do a lot more than what we have. Um, just going to the entrance game on the weekend, yeah, I think we had, had a silly amount of penalties, you know, in our own end. A lot of fourth and fifth tackle penalties gave, um, gave entrance to field position. Um, if we can cut that out of that game as well as a bit of, um, you know, sloppy, sloppy football and drop ball, um, you know, I think we can be a lot better side. And, and as I said, with probably only five games so far this year together, I think that'll come in the back end of the year and, and that's what Phil kind of drills into us about that we don't win win comps in September, and we always got to work for it. So, but um, yeah, a little bit of a bit of expectation. Teams come obviously to beat the higher the teams higher on them than the ladder, and you know we're ready for it, and um, you know we're confident, especially having Walshy back. Um, we'll hopefully have Walshy back in the next few weeks. Um, will give us a bit more confidence as well. Yeah, it's a good. We've talked about it before. It's a good headache for Phil to have now. Obviously, once Luke's back from that um, the hyperextension of his knee, mate, to, to have him, Jack Kelly, Brad Murray, and Dylan Pythian to play to, to pick from as as your starting halves. And you know, I know Jack sort of played in that that dummy half role against South the other week, so he's got a bit of versatility. It's you know, it's certainly um, yeah, some interesting um, options at his disposal if he's got everyone fit. Oh, that's right, mate. It's a good problem to have like too many fifty dollar notes in your wallet. Yeah, mate, you'd know all about that, wouldn't you? Uh, the big bucks they got you on at Central, mate. Hopefully, after Anzac down a bit of soil, that will be a problem for me. Yeah, mate, make sure make sure you clean out. I hear Bluey's an easy target on those sorts of days, so mate, clean, clean him out. He's got plenty of those scaffolders, mate. Bitcoin, I hear. <laughs> I could imagine, yeah, but mate. Let's let's have a look ahead to this week's round before I let you go, so you can uh, enjoy the night with your lovely other half, mate. Uh, the one night off from training in the midweek. Uh, let's have a look at the games all on Saturday this week. Uh, the majority games at 3 o'clock. We might start off with the one just down the road from yourself. Uh, Lakes United taking on Maitland Pickers. Uh, Maitland suffering a loss to Cessnock a couple of weeks ago. It was a little bit of shock to Manny. Lakes, they've bolstered, as I said. They've signed former Knights and Canberra Raiders uh, and West Tigers for Joel Edwards. Interestingly enough, Joel turned out in reserve grade for a game with his brother at Cessnock last week against Lakes, and now he's uh, signed on with the Seagulls, and he'll add some uh, punch to that pack that's already got Nick Lowy and Sean Boss in it. 
Mate, that is interesting. I didn't know that until just now. Um, tell you what, he's someone you don't run out on the field. He can whack, and um, yeah, that experience will help those young fellas over at Lakes a lot. That'll um, that'll really bolster up their pack. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Joel will be looking forward to making a statement. Hopefully, he's on the paddock this weekend at Carl Oval. Uh, the other games, mate, uh, the top of the table, Cessnock Gawain is the only undefeated side in the competition host Wyong Roos. This is a bit of a uh, a bit of a derby. They, they they don't like each other, Cessnock and Wyong, traditionally from years gone by. There's always some good rivalry. A few players have transited between the two sides. So I'm sure Mitch Williams will have his boys up for, for the trip up to Cessnock Sports Ground. But uh, Todd Edwards, they're, you know, they're the defending premiers. They're in good form. They're the top of the table for a reason. You'd be hard to back against them. Yeah, mate, I think you'd have to. Um, Wong, Wong, though, are very decent. Obviously, everything off Mitchie Williams, but they've got a very, um, very good, very good pack. They, um, they kind of bashed us a little bit down there, as you know, you were there. Um, but yeah, I can't chip against Cessna from what I've been seeing. AJ Davis running them around, and those two, um, two young lads from Queensland, been killing it. Yeah, the two Burns boys, and then you know, you, you talk outside of them, and you've got you know Harry O'Brien at fullback and Tyre and Roberts Davis. It's a pretty handy back line. Um, and then you know you've got a bloke called Liam Foran and Sam Apthorpe coming off the bench alongside Big Cameron King. That's a fair bench as well at this level of footy. Mate, well, it's, it's practically the rep side up there this year, isn't it? So they've got to be going well. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of people that are, lo- that are happy, yourselves included, if Cessnock are in the spotlight and you're not uh, in terms of those favourites tags and having all those rep players. So as much as it's great for your teammates to be playing rep, it's nice to have them available week in, week out. Uh, mate, speaking of uh, teams with superstars, Macquarie, they host Curry at Lyle Peacock on Saturday. They, uh, you know, they've got, you know, some absolute guns there in the back line. Kerrit Holland, uh, they brought in Jeremy Gibson as well. Royce Jeffrey, we know what he can do. Cal Briggs, another generation there. We've talked about him before. And the uh, self-proclaimed best-looking man in Newcastle Rugby League, Joey Woodbury, mate. So uh, plenty to offer. And uh, the experience of Liam Higgins and Luke Higgins in the forward pack. So uh, they're not going to be easy to take on at home. They've only dropped one game this year. And, and Curry will be, uh, you know, they'll have their work cut out without Mitch Cullen, who's out for two weeks after um, last week's uh, being put on report for a high shot. Yeah, I think Cullen being out's a big, big um, loss for them. Um, obviously, of his own doing, but yeah, um, the Scorps are Scorps are a decent side this year. I seen a team photo of them uh, on Facebook, and I had a look through, and I didn't realise how stacked they kind of were. Um, you know, the Higo boys, Reef boys, and that so they will be tough once we come up against them. But you know, another challenge, so be good. Yeah, mate, you, I'm sure you'll just uh, help Joe Woodbury improve his looks if you get the opportunity, right? That's right, mate. I'll try uh, get that nose back in place for him. I was, I was more thinking, you know, you might be there uh, full-time trying to get a photo just to build up your Instagram influences <laughs> a little bit more, mate. Uh, get around it a little bit. If you want a photo of Joe Wood, we just head down the beach, nowhere the beach of the morning, down there will be shirt off and, you know, doing his thing. <laughs> well, we talked to Kerry Holland the other day. Apparently in Joe's contract, there's a uh, exclusion that says if he's got an uh, influencing opportunity that he doesn't have to come to training, which some of the other boys are trying to get. But uh, <laughs> apparently some of them don't quite have their heads for it. So, mate, um, what yeah. I- from what I've heard, he's starting up his own um, tanning lotion. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see about that. I'm sure, mate, if you just follow him on Instagram, he'll have it tagged in no time. <laughs> uh, the, the other game, before we jump to yours, mate, is this is an interesting one. It's uh, one of your old sides, the South Newcastle Lions. They head down to Edzac Oval at Bado Bay to take on the Entrance Tigers. You guys saw the Entrance Tigers up firsthand last week. They sort of flew under the radar in the preseason, but they've shown from their results so far that they're certainly not one to be taken lightly. No, mate, they were, they were a big, strong side. They, um, their defence and their wrestling was really good, I found. Um, very hard to find out front. And um, from what I've heard so far from the South boys, I had a chat to um, a few of my mates there. They, um, they think of a lot of positivity come out of the Maitland game. You know, they didn't get blown off the park. And 
um, a few changes that Matt Kennedy made, they think are going to go the right way. And um, yeah, to be honest, a lot of six house get a win here. They got to go down there and play at the entrance at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. It'll be about, um, it'll be about Wednesday by the time they get home. Yeah, that's right, mate. Especially with um, you know a few of the boys will be going to Luke's. Luke Hoppy's uh, 56th birthday party and then ends it there the next day. So they might need a little bit of a Yeah, man, that's big weekend. Right, um, can I just ask you, in terms of South, you know the boys there quite well, is it official that Jake Lawrence is the smallest bench front rower in the comp? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the smallest and the ugliest as well, I think. Uh, he throws well above his weight and um, the attitude as well. But uh, mate, And then Brendan Simpson looks like he's a winger these days since he's had the year off, mate. I don't know what he, whether he was doing keto or marathon running or what he was doing. I mean, he still hits hard, though. Yeah, he does. He did well against us the other week. Same as Jakey and he's swinging forearms. So. <laughs> oh, lovely, mate. And, of course, the next one, mate, at 3 o'clock at St. John Oval on Saturday. I'm sure we'll have a bumper crowd for this one. Uh, plenty of people getting a few pre-drinks just to warm up their tonsils for a dawn service the next morning and then into some two-up. It is the Central Newcastle Butcher Boys hosting their rivals, West Newcastle Rosellas. West in an unfamiliar position, uh, down in the bottom half of the ladder. You don't often see them sitting down in eighth, and I'm sure they'll have a point to prove and be looking to get themselves back into the winner's circle for the first time this season. Yeah, mate, it's going to be a good one, and um, let's try and all get there and get over to the club afterwards for a beer, and they do um, $10 pizzas after home games, so to get back to the club afterwards. But a um, bit of a shout-out to Joe Bromage, actually. He's, he's come across from South North to West, and um, he told me this morning that he's looking to take us out. So good luck to him. Oh, a bit, bit of pre-game chat. I like it, mate. What's going to be the key? Is it just going to be simple about completion and discipline, the uh, the old chestnuts, or is there something up your sleeve that you can drop here, like, you know, you you running over the top of someone that, you know, is going to set the tone? Mate, I'd like to say it'd be me running over the top of Stevie Winters, but um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in the type of form to be getting line breaks at the moment. So I think it's just going to be up to whatever Phil tells us to do, and hopefully, if Luke plays, um, he knows a few tactics that West get up to, and we can kind of exploit. So we we'll just have to wait and see, mate. And um, if you're not reckoned, you just head over as well and have a look, eh? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm out of action this weekend. I've got a wedding on, a family wedding, and all games on Saturday makes it very challenging to get to footy. So that'll be ten clubs that'll breathe a sigh of relief that they don't have to deal with me on Saturday. Oh, mate, it's a known thing when you have Mac as a ref. Everyone's um, very upset about it. Yeah, exactly, mate. So, um, so just back to those $10 pizzas, obviously, at Central, mate. Uh, who gets through the most of those? After, like, I imagine Big Witty had put a few of those away. Yeah, I think him and Mao put about four each away on our last Saturday. So uh, they've, um, they've actually requested more chefs this week because so, we had such such an influx of people after the game. So that um, another reason to get there, mate, you'll get your food quick as well. I love it, mate. Good, good, good salesmanship there. You're, um, we've got a, got a future job for you in sales, not not uh, missing a beat there. So, mate, a big thank you for your time. Good luck on the weekend. Hopefully, for your sake, you boys can get a win. Uh, always a big rivalry match, as we talked about. And, uh, mate, great to have you on the show. Thanks, mate. You enjoy your wedding. And just a shout-out, congrats to all the Central boys who made the rep sides over the weekend in 19th and in the men's. That was, of course, Tim Christie of the Central Newcastle Butcher Boys. A big thanks to Tim for his time. We'll take a short break here on League Castle and we will be right back with our resident stats guru, Josh Spiegelman. All right, a new little segment on the League Castle podcast. Uh, We're going to be leveraging the absolutely gun talents of this man a little bit throughout the year. I know he's working with some of the clubs, which he'll talk about what he does exactly, but uh, he's he's a numbers guru. He's a footy nerd. I'm sure he won't mind me saying that. Josh and I have a chat quite often about footy and different things that are going on, and not only are we going to get some insight into some of the 
amazing stats that he can pull out in the Newcastle Rugby League or the Denton's Engineering Cup. But uh, we're also going to have a chat about one of his other passions afterwards with a little bit of, a, of his thoughts on the Knights and how they're travelling. Uh, Josh Spiegelman, the uh, the man with all the stats for the Newcastle Rugby League. Uh, welcome to League Castle. Yeah, pleasure, Chris. Thanks for having me on, mate. It's good to be on this side for a change and listening every week. So it's good to contribute. We've been talking about it for a little while, mate. We've uh, we leveraged some of your great stats last year, which is which a big thank you for. And uh, you, you rolled out a really good one for me last week, and and I then had it all lined up, and then just stumbled straight across it and missed it completely. So, mate, I thought what better time than we've got a um, a bit of an opportunity with some space in the pod this week. Let's get you on, get the stats man here, and uh, mate, we'll have a chat about a few different things and and have a chat. Um, I guess first of all. Give us a bit of an idea of one, what it is that you do as as the stats man, as I'm, I'm terming you, and two, sure give us a bit of an insight into what that process actually looks like and, and, and the time consumption of it, I guess, in, in terms of how that works. Yeah, no worries, Chris. So it all started a few years ago when I was working at Fox Sports as an NRL statistician. I've moved on since then, currently at Tab Corp in a different role, but always kept my passion for stats and rugby league and obviously growing up in Newcastle always a big fan of the competition and the history behind it. So, yeah, I reached out uh, to my junior club first and, uh, yeah, they took me on. And um, since then, I've grown to four teams now. So I just provide them with player and team analysis, just the regular figures you'll see that have popped up on Fox Sports for the NRL matches. And I do that in a similar, similar format. Um, whole process for a game probably takes anywhere between three hours to four hours. It's a slow process, but accuracy is key as the coaches obviously expect. So, yeah, that's uh, the process a little bit about me as well. Yeah, lovely, mate. It's, um, you know, it's, it's a very attention to detail, which is certainly not one of my strong suits, as we saw last week when you gave me one stat to run with and I couldn't find that and get it into the podcast. So, uh, mate, it's uh, undoubtedly a fairly, you know, uh, solid process to make sure you get it right. And it is key to get it right because... I'm sure some of the players, if you're not getting it right, will be quick to tell you that, you know, my tackle efficiency was a lot higher than 90% or I made I, I ran the ball 12 times, not nine. Um, so there's a lot of detail that goes into it. Exactly, mate. And, um, yeah, I, I'd, like, I'd, like, I'd like to think that it helps the coaches, you know, get the most out of their players and select the right lineups each week. And it's all about growing the game at the end of the day and, yeah, helping the clubs that took me on board, showed some faith, not knowing too much about who I was, just my background. So, yeah, just want to see them... Uh, be successful and open to growing in the future as well for other clubs. So that's it. Yeah, mate. So pretty much any any of the clubs, if they were interested, it just have to be basically someone that's got you know either the bar TV or the huddle footage uh, ongoing that you can, you can then source that in line with them and and basically go back through the footage to pull the stats out. Um, so yeah, I've maybe... got to give a shout out to a bar TV sports. Their service is great. Obviously, as you know, um, I've got an account with them or, or the last few years used their YouTube uploads and. Um, yeah, they, they they provide a great service. So shout out to those guys. Yeah, it, it is good quality, and and it makes I'm sure I'm sure with it being decent quality feeds and those sorts of things, it makes it a, a lot easier for you to uh to be uh to be punching through those numbers at a decent clip. Otherwise, you know, trying to find out from grainy footage that we would have run with you know five or ten years ago just prior to you doing this sort of stuff on the local footy. Certainly, what they've exactly. invested in the in the coverage has been huge for our game locally, and and obviously for what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, couldn't do it without them. To be honest, yeah. The, it's great. It's great, mate. All right, mate. So we're going to run through tonight. We've got probably, oh, I think we're probably looking at about eight to ten players that we're going to run through some standouts from the last round of the competition. We've gone through the results already a little bit with Tim Christie just before yourself from Central Newcastle. But you've got some standouts, and then we're going to um, we're going to give a, a stats man stat of the week or performance of the week. 
Uh, I mean, it's probably going to be a lot classier than uh, if for those of our, our listeners that tune into the uh, Matty John show than, than Fletcher's execution of the uh, VB hard-earned performance when he always reads someone who's not even on his leaderboard. So, <laughs> mate, we, let, let's let's have a run through some of these standouts and, uh, mate, and then I'll, I'll leave it to you, um, I guess, to to name name the first um, winner of the of the stats man stats of the week and look if, if your club's not not getting you pipped in these there's a reason for that and that's because Josh hasn't been signed up to uh, to do your stats so <laughs> mate pester your coach if you if you're missing out I guess yeah that's it mate and before we start on this week I, I would be remiss the stat you missed out last week um, with score Matt Moon off the bench here he made 48 tackles against West that game. And I, I said before, I've been doing this for about four years now, and that's probably the highest count I've come across, or it is the highest count I've come across. So start off with giving him some rep for that. Obviously, just been selected to the Rebel squad too, so well-deserved just based on the stats. Yeah, and I think I think you said too it was 48 without a miss, wasn't it? Yeah, without a miss, 48 without a miss. Hey, 48's a big effort, but to you know, come off the bench, make 48 tackles and not miss a tackle, that that's pretty phenomenal. So we'll give him a uh, an honourable mention for last round. He probably should have been the first cab off the rank with the stats man's uh, performance of the week. But, uh, mate, let's jump into into this week. And, you know, I know you've got a couple of guys uh, to start with and probably a good segue. A couple of the Scorps boys that uh, stood out in their win. Yeah, mate, they're big boys up front. The um, two prop boards, Campbell Shepherd, Joe Gardner, and obviously the lock, Luke Higgins. They set the tone, I thought, last week. They all hit around the 100-metre mark um, running the ball. So, yeah, that was quite impressive, the platform they laid, which um, obviously their back took advantage of as the game progressed. Yeah, and, and, and we saw that, obviously. And, um, you know, their backs have been probably the ones that have reflected nicely on the scoreboard this year. Joe Woodbury's got an absolute... Uh, Motta of tries already this year and uh, pr- probably almost as many tries as he's got Instagram followers at the moment. Uh, but, uh, mate, and, and, and talking big boppers, the boys at, uh, over at the Lions as well, a couple of their big boppers uh, battled battled pretty well uh, in a loss. Yeah, on the other side of the ball, their props, Justin Affleck and Brendan Simpson, they both had 100% tackle efficiency. I didn't see a missed tackle in the whole game from either of them. So, yeah, in, in a loss there, that they, they did, had a pretty good effort in that, that game. Yeah, and I think you had uh, Harry Van Dardle with uh, plenty of work from the back. Obviously, you know, a, a long day at the office for them. They lost by a few tries there, but plenty of work um, coming, returning the ball, mate, at fullback. Yeah, plenty of work, mate. He had over 20 carries from fullback. I know Brian Tyler from the, the Panthers isn't a fullback, but he reminds me of that sort of work rate in the NRL. You know, that many carries is, is a great effort. And um, also, shout out to Harry Croker, who was strong off the bench. He had, I think it was a team-high five tackle bus and three offloads, so he impressed as well. Pretty good day at the office coming off the bench and uh, their, their opponents on the weekend, coming up. they came up against Maitland from memory and uh, we had a couple of their backs that uh, racked up some metres and uh, their, their halves are on fire as well, I think. That's it, mate. Yeah, the halves, obviously, Pat O'Donnell and Brock Lamb, uh, they, they, they executed well and they combined for four try assists, four line break assists between them. Obviously, they've been doing that for a while. I mean, they were one, two of the big reasons why they won President's Cup last year. I know O'Donnell was injured at the end, but during the season... Yeah, definitely showed their worth. And, um, yeah, the other backs, Matt Sobalawler and Tom Hughes, both ran over 120 metres each, so they topped the team in that category. And, yeah, they, they look a strong team, Maitland, again this year. Um, they should challenge by the end of it, at the end of it. And, and as you said before, obviously the stats that we see rolled out all the time on the NRL with Fox Sports, that's kind of the, the, the cursory mark, that 100 metres or more for, for someone who's had a strong performance. And I mean, we sometimes see, you know, the RTSs and stuff going ridiculously big. We've seen Tao Malolo go crazy big as well. But anything over 100 metres, is that's some serious performance for a day out. 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you're a fullback and your team obviously got the advantage, you won't usually rack up as many metres, you know, kick returning as much. So, yeah, um, yeah, great effort from both of those. But yeah, you will see along the way as we do this week in, week out, you'll see some higher numbers than that. But yeah, it does come down to, you know, the flow of the games and who has possession as well. It's dependent on your run metres, your carry counts and your number of tackles too. So. Yeah, it can, can vary, vary fairly wildly just depending on, on what's happening, how much, you know, territory and possession, especially with the new rules as well, how much the ball's in play. So, mate, um, before we get around to announcing the uh, first off winner of the Statsman's performance of the round, mate, uh, we'd be remiss not to talk about the boys down on the southeast southeastern side of the Lake Lakes United. They've had a tough year in terms of score lines, but um, a couple of good standout performers certainly uh, in their loss uh, on the weekend. Yeah, a couple of forwards again stood out for me. Jake O'Neill, he made 36 tackles with no misses, so 100% efficiency. Obviously, that was a great effort. It played big minutes, I think, as well. I don't record the minutes, but just from memory. Um, and, yeah, Nick Lowy as well um, had over 120 metres, 110 metres run, sorry. So, yeah, he, he seems to do that week in, week out as a leader of the, um, the pack, obviously. So, look for that to continue as well. One of any number of internationals playing in our competition, Nick Glowy, a Scottish international after his time over there in the UK. And, uh, uh, mate, he's been uh, some good uh, experience to have there. And certainly, as, as you've probably been uh, aware, mate, uh, they've bolstered their pack. So I'm sure Joel Edwards will be a man that will feature in your stats in the coming weeks. Yeah, interested to see how he fits into that team. I, I haven't, you obviously don't know what he's been doing the last few years. If he's playing um, in other comps, you know, mate, I'm not aware. Yeah, look, I think, I think he was playing up until, I think he had last year off. Uh, he had originally aimed up to play for Cessnock and in an interesting twist of fate, I believe he actually played reserve grade against Lakes for Cessnock on the weekend to get a game in with his brother before he signed with Lakes. So that's there a, there's an anomaly. You don't often uh, play against your uh, club you're about to sign up with, but uh, understandable. Uh, that experience he'll bring to that team is, um, yeah, you can't say that enough. Yeah, and I, and I dare say with that, Absolutely phenomenal tackling technique that you'd undoubtedly remember from his time in the NRL. He'll um, be on some Bar TV Sports Rugby League highlight reels in no time as well. But, mate, let's let's move along and we'll uh, let, let's leave it with no further ado. The first off winner of the Statsman performance of the round. Where's he come from and, and, and who is it? Yeah, we'll go back to the, the Scorps again. Another um, Rebels representative, Callan Briggs. Uh, he was a standout for me. In their win, he had over 130 metres on 12 carries, just non-stop. He had three, three line breaks. So, yeah, that, those stats really stood out as an attacking back. He was the pick of the bunch this week. The scariest thing about that is is not any of those numbers, but it's the number that's on his driver's licence or his birth certificate. I think I think he was born in about 2003 or 2004. So Yeah, that makes you feel old. It does, mate. I finished school in 2004, so it makes me feel very old. Um, so, yeah, great to see. Great to see another generation of that absolutely phenomenally talented family and the, and the numbers just absolutely back that up. So congratulations to Cal Briggs. Uh, we might, uh, I might have to rattle some uh, corporate cages and see if we can get something thrown towards that in the coming weeks. We'll work on that, mate, see if we can get a sponsor of some sort to, um, you know, throw them a meat, po- meat pie or something. Um, That'd be and we'll keep working on that. But, mate, um, we might just take a little bit of a break now that we've wrapped up all the stats, and we'll come back and have a quick chat about the Newcastle Knights and what's going on in the NRL. Sounds good, mate. Chatting a bit. All right, back with the League Castle resident stats man, Josh Spiegelman. Josh, uh, we've talked all things stats. Let's jump into the NRL. I know, mate, you, like me, are an absolute footy tragic. We uh, 
quite often converse about things on the local level more so. But let's delve into the National Rugby League and let's have a look at the Knights. Uh, Friday night, what a, what a win that was uh, over the Sharks. I was fortunate enough to be sitting on the hill with some Sharks fans. And as someone who, I'm not necessarily a Knights fan myself, but it was, uh, it was, it was a good emotional roller coaster to watch. How was it as a Knights fan? Yeah, it was fantastic, mate. Obviously, coming off that, just absolute smashing up at the Gold Coast the week before. Kind of a must-win game, only in round six. Uh, that's, the, that's what they were facing. And with the players out, it was always going to be tough. Well, we, we went in favourites, obviously, in the betting, and we came out winners. And, yeah, that last period there was um, nail-biting. I was there as well, up in the grandstand. And, yeah, one of the best finishes I can remember. I was there with my dad. So, great, great memory, great time. Yeah, it certainly was. It was it was a bit, uh, a bit wild and woolly. It looked like the Sharks had it. And then... Mate, um, KP was absolutely on fire, and then it sort of came out after the game that he was um, sort of laid out with gastro basically before the game, and not too many people really aware he and Connor Watson were in the condition they were. I don't know about you, mate. If I've got gastro, I'm in bed for about a week, and you know, like even just getting up to get myself something to eat or drink is the end of the world, and I need to have you know like t- room service. So to be out there and, and lead his team to a win in, in an NRL game at such a crucial point of the season, only just coming back, mate, that, that's huge. Absolutely huge, mate. Yeah, like you, I'd be bedridden for days. And I, I mean, I've got the man flu right now and I've been complaining for three days. So <laughs> let, let, let alone what he's doing. Like, obviously, it's great to see him back. I just really wish this season we could get, obviously, him, Bradman Best and uh, Mitch, uh, Mitchell Pierce as well in the same lineup. And with that forward pack we have, we can, I think we can really do some damage at the back end of the season. I just hope we're still in contention by the time Pierce gets back. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, obviously, having Blake Green there to deputise is some good experience, but it's not quite the same thing. That said, mate, how good is it to see another Newcastle Rugby League and such an immediate turnaround story in Braden Musgrove? I mean, we saw Brody Jones as well, who we'll talk about in a minute, but Braden Musgrove came in, certainly didn't look out of place. It was only six months ago, that, not even six months ago, that he was uh, lifting the trophy with Cessnock in the uh, mm. uh, abbreviated Newcastle Rugby League season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great story to see, isn't it? You know, these boys from Cessnock or any, any any team from the competition making that leap to first grade. It just it, it takes you back a bit to the old days and we had a lot more, I guess, juniors from the system and from the local competition rather. And, a, yeah, fantastic story. Every time a ball went up, I was, you know, fingers crossed, hoping he'd come through. And he, he did the whole game. And he, I think the commentators gave him a wrap, he, you know, safe under the high ball. And, yeah, bright things to come, I think, for Braden Musgrove. Yeah, I think I think we talk about it, and I saw an interesting article. Someone talking about the fact of the the dire lack of local juniors um, in, in the night side. But when you allow that, you know, our, our our I guess recruitment area probably covers you know the mid north coast, the central coast, and the Newcastle area. There's quite a few there. You have got the Saifidi boys that are from the coast. You have got Bradman Best that's from the coast. Uh, Musgrove in there, uh, obviously um, Jones as well. So we're starting to see a few of them come through. Mitch Barnett's from the mid north coast as well. But we've had to, yeah, Connor Watson as well from the coast, but you've, we've had to, you know, it's just become, you know, the way of the, the commercial world. We've had to bring in some players there, but I certainly think, you know, and then when we get to the extended squad, you know, the Hoys and the Crosslands, there's, there's, there's more there than some people might realise. Yeah, that is true, mate. And going back to that point about, you know, bringing in other players from other areas, I'm not complaining when we get signings like Tyson Frizzell. You know, you're never going to say no to that. Frizzell, Clemmer and Pierce in the last couple of years or, or young Braley. Yeah, there's, there's, so long as you're bringing in the marquees and not bringing in the, the you know, rank and file all the time and, and losing our juniors, which has been, I guess, one of the, the challenges. And, we, and we've seen it in recent years when they sort of lost Snowden and then paid overs to bring him back when he was probably a little bit past his prime. Although I did see Cade still putting out some absolute cracking shots in the A-grade Newcastle and Honor competition on the weekend. He's uh, he's probably not as fit as he was when he was playing in the NRL, but he can still hit, that's for sure. 
but mate, the Knights this weekend, they you know, certainly doesn't get any easier. It's a, a short turnaround. It's Thursday night uh, down at, uh, as it's now known, Bluebet or Panthers Stadium at Penrith. It's not an easy place to visit um, once it starts to get cold at, you know, at any point. But when the Panthers are... You know, I think they've lost one game in the last 12 months or something crazy like that, uh, or two games in the last 12 months. It's They're going to have their work cut out for them. Yeah, 100%, mate. But on the plus side, we, we thought that that last year, didn't we? And they came out with that draw and, and probably could have won as well. So, you know, you, you don't know what to expect in the NRL, which is a great great thing to go into a game with. But you can't deny Penrith, the, obviously probably the strongest team in the comp right now, even with the players they're missing, you know, Coruscant. Phil and Edwards, they're, they're due back soon. I think we, we won't get them tomorrow night. But, um, yeah, it's a great lineup they've, they've built, Penrith Juniors as well. It, it, it is, and, and they've, they've done that great job. You know, brought in a couple of key players at different points to bolster the lineup and nurse some of these guys through. And it's interesting you talk, as you say, you know, like obviously um, we're, we're waiting to see Coruscant back. Mitch Kenny's done a good job de- uh, deputising for him. The interesting one, I did hear something today, actually listened to SEN, and they were talking about Edwards potentially coming back in uh, this week and, and Crichton pushing it. Obviously, Momorowski's been suspended. So if that does, then that adds just another string to their bow. Their back line's absolutely phenomenal, mate. But I'm going to put you on the spot here before I let you go. And I want a, a first try scorer and, 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 and a margin of victory or a score. So what, what do you what do you got for me? How how loyal are you? I'm going to be down there, so I'll, I'll, be, I'll give you some updates to make sure. Uh, uh, and we might we might even throw $5 at a league castle betting account on each of our uh, mar- winning margins and, and first try scorers. Well, mate, I, uh, I picked Kalen Ponga last week and um, huge from the storm too, so I'm on a bit of a roll. So if I go uh, this week, I'll, I'll go the loyal. I'll go um, who we were talking about before. I'll go Braden Musgrove for a sneaky first try in his career. You'd cheer him on, I reckon. And um, the margin, though, mate, I, I can't. I'll go, I'll go Penrith by six points. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. I, I think that'd be a good result for the Knights if they can keep it in that 1-12 to 12 range to the Panthers and... And I'm going to go the same. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Panthers to win just in double digits by ten. And I'm going to go. Look, he's probably not paying all that much, but um, I'm going to go with Big Billy Kicks, mate. Uh, he's an absolute machine and a huge human um, to get the first try. So uh, I would have liked to have picked out a Knights man, but I just think kick out behind the home crowd. I think it's all but a sellout down there at Panthers Stadium. It's amazing how their fans come out of the works now. They're winning. Uh, it's a funny thing with rugby league that one, isn't it? That's it, mate. Uh, who's kick out running at this week? Is it Tuala or Best? Which side's that on? Um, I think it will be Tuala. So that's the other thing that gets me a little bit nervous. So, yeah, you got uh, that right. Him, him against Bradman Best would be a, a fair pair of specimens. Um, spe- <laughs> speaking about Callum Briggs before and how young he is, Bradman Best is still a spring chicken too. So it's scary all these players born in the 2000s that are starting to come into the NRL. It makes us feel old, as you said. But, uh, that's mate, it, mate. That's that's a, a big coverage on the Knights there. We don't normally get into it, so it's been good to have you on and sort of have a bit of a chat about it. So I appreciate that, mate. Uh, we'll keep getting your stats throughout the year. We'll get you back on for a couple more appearances during the season and, uh, mate, uh, see who we can see. And uh, as we said before, if any of the clubs are looking at getting some more in-depth statistical analysis of their of their games and, you know, you're more than happy uh, to have a chat to them, mate, they, I'm, I'm happy for them to reach out to the show and I'll pass on your details and, and we can get in touch or they can just find you on face, Facebook as well. So... Uh, mate, a, a big thank you for your time tonight. Uh, really appreciate it as you're battling through that man flu. Hopefully, you know we're not we're not uh, attending the, the funeral of Jay Spiegelman next week due to man flu. Um, and you're back fighting fit and uh, crunching the numbers as you do, mate. So thank you again, and uh, look forward to catching up with you during the year. Yeah, cheers, Chris. I appreciate having me on, mate. I'll, I'll definitely chat soon. Thanks, mate. And that was our resident stats guru, Josh Spiegelman, talking all things stats and the 
Newcastle Knights in the NRL as well. A big thanks to him for jumping on the show tonight. Well, that brings us to a close for our episode this week. Uh, again, apologies if you have tuned in primarily for the Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League. No coverage as such this week with the competition having the bye round with Anzac Day. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully, to discuss all the regradings and goings-on that have gone on there and also to have a look ahead to the rounds to come. Uh, of course, for those teams that are coming from that realm of the world, make sure to get around voting in our Newcastle and Hunter and Central Coast Team of the People competition. We are almost at the end of the second round. We will announce later this week the remaining 16 teams that will go through to the third round. We've only got a couple more to be decided. And then it will be on for young and old as we head into the third round, the quarterfinals, and on from there until we finally will decide the 2021 People's Club of League Castle. Uh, So it's heating up there. So get around that. Make sure to like, share, tag away, and, of course, vote each time. Uh, Make sure to get down and enjoy your footy this weekend. There's plenty of uh, opportunity on Saturday with those five grade grounds around the venues. There's also a catch-up game with Malibula hosting that after their ground was washed out last week. So if you're up in those parts of the world, then get down and check them out as well. Of course, uh, make sure that you take the opportunity on Sunday with no football to go and pay your respects. We do so solemnly uh, in terms of those people that have gone before us and served us in the Anzac way. So uh, paying all of our respects here at League Castle to the Anzac diggers and returned servicemen. But uh, last of all, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check out our social media channels and, of course, subscribe to the podcast and share it with someone who might enjoy their local footy. We will make sure to catch you next week for another bumper wrap and preview of some local footy action. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Newcastle, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters Rugby League.